Okay, I'm ready. You guys ready? Cool. Let's rock and roll. Hey, I'm Andrew. This is the Nerve Podcast, and thanks for joining me on this episode. In this week's episode, I speak to JD from JD Custom. We talk about their new workshop, how the business has transformed over the last 10 years, and what their future plans are. So, welcome to episode number eight. I can't believe that I've officially been doing this podcast now for 16 weeks, and I hope you guys are enjoying the episodes as much as I am. So no big intro this time round, except to say that I had a, a great conversation with an old friend of mine, JD. I hadn't seen him for a while, so it was great to catch up. I hope you enjoy. JD, thanks for having me here this morning, taking some time out to chat nice, about Andy. your um, JD Custom yeah. workshop here at Marshall Music. You've just given me a tour of the of the place. I mean, the last time I was here, it was a third of the size of it was, so I'm very impressed and Thank to, you. Uh, to see what it looks like. Yeah, Unfortunately, thanks, I couldn't man. make it to the launch, but I really wanted <laughs> to be here. But you missed out, man. No, no, <laughs> you missed out. It was great, I must yeah. say. You know, the, the launch was so special for us, you know, because uh, it's, it's, it kind of marked, uh, you know, this new era in the luthery um, side of business in South Africa, you know. Yeah. So for us, it was it was about launching our new facility here in Woodmead, which, which um, I'm quite honored that you've, you know, done a little bit of a tour. And, uh, and yeah, there was champagne and... Uh, <laughs> so I missed out on that. Yeah, you missed out on that as well. It got, it got uh, you know, people got quite loose by the end of the event and it was, okay. it was so fun. Yeah, it was so fun. Were there lots of people that came? Yeah, we, we had people come in and out. So yeah. we had a good 80 there at all times. And I would say we probably had about 120 people come in and out, you know. Yeah. But okay. uh, most stayed for our power hour. And okay. the power hour was um, a demonstration of our team working at full blast during an hour. Oh, wow. So, so while That's all this was happening, there was bands playing downstairs in the okay. shop. And uh, there was a guided tour of the workshop um, during all this, this event, you know, so it was really cool. That's great. Yeah. That's quite a cool idea, you know, to have that live. Yeah. Yeah, so well, the guys can see what you're doing. Yeah, and the team was like, shit, we should do more of this, you know. Yeah. We should actually sit and, and have power hours specific to certain procedures. Yeah. So, like, maybe while there's a, a respray or a structural repair, we can yeah. dedicate, like, maybe, you know, let's say once a month or once every three months, like a power hour, you know, yeah. while, while we work, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. But, but like, tell us, tell us how you started JD Custom. I mean, how long have you been here at Marshall Music? Well, I've I've started um, as JD Custom in uh, end of two thousand and nine. Mm. So that's where that's where it started. You know, yeah, it started so that's ten years now. Eh? Almost. Yeah, almost. Almost. Eh? Yeah. So at the end of this year, we'll mark ten years in in the industry as JD Custom. Okay, great. Which is really great cool, man. So it all it all started um, from the passing of my of my late father yeah and um it kind of shifted my my consciousness uh, towards <coughs> changing my career yeah and, and doing something that i that i love so 
with with this this traumatic thing that happened of of me losing my father, um, I managed to get hold of his old guitar, which is an old classical um, instrument, which was eaten up and not in good condition. So, yeah. you know, in my in my time of mourning, I, I started tackling this as a project, working on it with absolutely no skills, mm. and that's what kind of started the the, the spark of of me deciding to get into this line of work. Yeah. So, so I used to do a lot of uh, drumming. I, I was a drummer uh, for, for a heavy metal band. Okay. And uh, yeah, <laughs> my heart belongs to metal. You know, yeah, I listen yeah. to everything. I'm quite open-minded about music, but yeah. metal is the root of, of my passion for music. Yeah, sure. And um, it's weird because now I play guitar and I play like John Mayer and like <laughs> Coldplay and super chilled stuff, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, in, in doing that, I decided I've got so much to learn and I wanted to be guided by the best in, in, in the industry. Mm. And that's where I had the honor to meet Mr. Well, late Andy McGibbon yes. and, um, and to learn from him. So he took me under his wing and I did three years apprenticeship with him. And uh, I, learned, I learned such amazing things through him. I learned about the, the finickiness of an instrument, the value of, of an instrument where they come from, what products are out there. Because at the beginning, I started with him in the retail game okay. and moved into his workshop um, after after doing a bit of time in the retail side of his business, yeah. which was Andy McGibbon's Guitar yeah. World. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was amazing because I learned about, you know, all the finicky things that come with the guitar, all the products that come in, in that line, all the, the consumables like strings, pedals, amps everything that has to do with you know um you as a guitarist and the gear that's that you require yeah um so that's yeah that's that's how it started and eventually i got approached by martial music who needed a, a technician and i'd always aspired to starting my own brand yeah. and starting a guitar workshop mm. and that's where it all started it started in what is now our spray booth you yeah. know in our new facility so it was a single room um it got crowded very quickly mm. and over the years we we started um you know increasing our tool capacity getting new apprentices on board uh the big shift for us as jd custom was to get christo vanzel involved in our electronics department so that's okay. given us power as as a as a mu musical instrument workshop is the fact that we also do electronics. Okay, that's great. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, so it's not only guitars, mixing discs. Yeah. That's it. Keyboards. Uh, yeah. all, all that type of stuff. So, so yeah. With time, um, you know, it, we've we've become so so good at what we do, and you know, I'm so happy and and blessed to have a, a motivated team that thinks the same as I do, that's got the same drive and passion towards music, you know? Yeah. And you know that's our our, our trademark is yes. passion done professionally. Yeah, that's great. That's I like it. that tagline. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no, it's good. It's good. Yeah. That's so now, in a nutshell. Let's talk about, what do you call it, luthery or... Luthery, yes. Luthery. Okay. So, because, so, I mean, not many people know, I mean, I only learned what that was when I met you. Yes, yes. Some years ago. So, like, tell us a little bit about that, and then, you know, how many are, are there arts in the country? I mean, is it... So, luthery is yeah. from the original word lute, yeah. and the lute maker was where this trade started uh, getting its name from. It's, it shifted to violin uh, making, so it's very, 
known that a luthier is a violin maker. And now in modern times, um, with uh, the modernization of the guitar, uh, luthery is now a uh, trade specific to specializing in strung instruments. Okay. So anything with strings, a specialist in this, in, in this instrument is called a luthier. Okay. So, so yeah, so that's um, pretty much what luthery is about. And um, what was what was your or, what was your like question? Are there many? Are there many? Out yes, there? who's out there? Okay, yeah. So in South Africa, we we do have we do have a handful of really good luthiers. You know, there's, okay. uh, I mean, Mark Maingard is is one of our probably biggest and most name most uh, known names mm. uh, for building his own guitars. There were there were there was Andy McGibbon. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a few also in the repair trade. So that's. Uh, something that we have moved towards only doing. So we're not okay. building at the moment. We're yeah. only doing repairs. Yeah. Um, until we can, you know, in the in the future, yeah. have a factory that builds a custom line of boutique instruments. So that's yeah, that's sure. the, the vision for the vision, future. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, there's great repair guys out there. there there's uh, Mando, Mando who was Andy's um, right hand. Okay. Um, I also have a lot to learn from him, you know. Uh, there's Grant Fouchier, um, there is um, Mitch Pearson. There's quite a few guys out there that have earned themselves a really good reputation in the repair game. Yeah. And yeah, like I say, repair is something that we focused on now. And it's something that I really, you know, enjoy. I never get bored of repairs because you, you always get to see beautiful instruments. Um, yeah. And also, uh, you know, you learn about the instruments through all the aspects of different makers, uh, through all their ideas, and all these ideas come together through your hands, and you get to see what's out there. So, so yeah, it's definitely something uh, that that I enjoy. Even yeah. ten years later, I mean, I still restring a classical guitar and find a great pleasure in doing so. Yeah, you know, whereas some of our customers, you know, they they they, they are purely interested in playing. And not yeah. touching the instrument at all. Of sure, course, yeah. there are there are guys that like to do things at home, mm. and there is a you know there's a, a line uh, of of what you can do at home and what you should not try to do at home unless you're a <laughs> professional. Yes. But a lot of guys come in and and absolutely hate you know touching their guitar um, mm. in terms of stringing it, yeah. and, and it's it's something that I don't understand because. I find so much pleasure in just you know doing a restring yeah, or tuning sure. a guitar, and then sure. obviously uh, the more in depth it goes, like in the spraying or the structural repair uh, yeah. uh, sector, it's it's just so interesting for me. Yeah, so uh, I mean, just uh, you know the the benefit of actually having a, a, a instrument that's been set up correctly. I mean, when you walk downstairs, you go and you buy yourself a guitar, whether it's a classical or an electric or whatever. Mm. Generally, they not they've been set up, but they might not be set up for a particular style of playing. Or I mean, just you know, tell us about the, yeah. the the benefits of going and buying a guitar and bringing it into someone like yourself to get it set up properly. Especially if you're not, you know, that person that's going to go home and set it up properly. Of course. Well, well, that's the thing. You know, I always this is a famous thing that I say. You can have a beautiful instrument that plays terribly. A terrible instrument that play, that plays beautifully, and that's all up to the way that it's been set up. Yeah. So, as as they are made, 
uh, depending obviously on their quality, you know, obviously if you're going to buy a custom Gibson, they've put a lot more work towards the setup in the factory. And the, the, the less the quality, the less work has been placed as well in, in the setup. So you'll find that entry-level guitars need a lot of work to play right. Um, and when they're new off the shelf, they always set much higher than they should be so that they don't buzz, so that they don't choke, and so that at least they can sell. Yeah. Um, and, and this also goes with instruments that are more finicky or that are um, a lot higher in quality is they have been set up a lot lower. So during the shift of the transportation of that instrument to South Africa, there's, there's a massive shift in its playability. And there's also the, the facts to consider is the humidity, the atmospheres, the temperature differences that we have here compared to in the States or in, in uh, the East or in any country that, uh, you know, it would have been mass produced in. So that shift, it's, an, it's a wooden instrument. It will bulge, it will shrink, it will warp and all that then needs to be given attention when it, when it sits in a stable environment, a new stable environment such as your home or the, the country that you play in. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even, even so, you know, instruments uh, that are played by professionals that travel all the time, we've, mm. got, we've got a maintenance plan for that. So you, you kind of bring in your guitar during the four season changes. Okay. And you get your four setups as part of a plan that lasts you a year mm. and anything in between. So all the in-betweeners of your pro setups will be sorted as well, which is your tweakings, uh, your restrings, uh, intonation, anything that, that you need in between. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's, that's a, interesting. I didn't realize that's actually quite, yeah. It's, yeah, that's, it's in depth. Well, yeah. our, our maintenance plan is, is, is hot, man. It, it's yeah. got like a pamphlet, an explanation. Okay. There's a program at the back of it. Uh, you know, we, we book all, all our instruments on an online system so, so that they tracked. You know, we know when to phone you, how many okay. times it's come in and what string gauge you use. So yeah, the, the yeah. setup in itself, uh, if, if I can get technical now, yeah. the most important part of your setup is the fact that your frets have to be in line. Mm. So if your frets are all in line, there's no higher frets than others, then you've got an instrument that can play at the best of its ability when you reduce the action, when you set the curvature right, when you've got yeah. the nut cut at, at, at the, the best height possible, the nut slots are wide enough to cater for the string gauge that you have, the intonation is set perfectly, the electronics are flushed out, mm. uh, all movable components are tightened, and, and that's, that's what makes a good setup. But the most important step is that first step, that fret alignment. The fact that your frets are exactly in line relative to each other, yeah. nice and round, without any divots. And, and yeah, that's basically what yeah. makes a good setup. Oh, that's great. So. Yeah. And um, just talking about some of your customers, I mean, like you say, you've got this maintenance plan, so you've got local artists that are hooked in there and pulling in every night again and yes, yes. well that's that's the thing is is uh, you know we're so privileged to to work with the best the best players in this country and you know that our approach has never changed because we cater for the beginner as much as the professional and the way that we that we see the guitar whether it's a cheap guitar or an expensive guitar is also the same so the, the, the respect for the instrument and who comes in and, and is playing it for us is, is the most important, you know. And we're so blessed to see guys like, like Jesse Clegg, like Salalo Salota, uh, sure, you name it, you know, we've got mm -hmm. Vonderboom that comes in here. There's so many 
you know, guys that, that have that have come to our workshop and, and that we, you know, have as regulars. Yeah. That's us. But I'm so, sure you like you've built a relationship with them uh, over the years and then yes. I mean you learning from them, they learning from you in terms of of uh, you know, setting up the instruments and Yeah, yeah. Well a lot of guys in that professional level don't are not too interested in the setting up so at home technical. these are guys that are on the road all the time you know yeah i mean yeah it's it's it's, it's amazing to see to see them walk in you know we've got like i mean recently the black hat bones uh, came yes. to pay us a visit okay mike plaxton who's actually uh, uh now started teaching me guitar you know so okay. so these are relationships that are that are precious you know yeah. and and what what i find Especially with uh, the jam jar, which we'll talk about just now, yeah. is um, it's opened it's opened um, our mind, and it's 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 shown us um, who is out there. See, speak of the devil, Mike Plaxton's just walked in, <laughs> um, and and it's for me it's it's made me so rich in in culture of like knowing who is out there, what do they play, where where do they come from, how did they how did they start becoming. Uh, you know musicians and and why music speaks to their heart and that's what the jam jar is about basically yeah. so you 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 wow. you've heard about it it's it's our it's our um video series uh where where all the artists that are affiliated with us will do an interview uh, a jam um, yeah. and talk about what they what they love is for their guitar or for the instrument that they've that they've chosen yeah. So how so, often are you doing those jam drawer? We sessions? have one a month, one and a month. and and we feature one artist every month, yeah. and basically it's to show our involvement in the music industry, yeah, and to expose the artists that that's uh, that play with us. I mean, yeah. we we had one in January. We were so honored to have Dan Petlansky do Absolutely. one. Absolutely. And I mean, the guy is the king of blues. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> so it was so nice to sit with Dan to well, obviously hear him play an amazing lick. Yeah. And uh, to sit down with him and chat, you know. So I'm, I'm quite happy that, you know, like, I mean, Dan and I are, are, are friends. We've known each other since the Andy McGibbon days. And uh, we are also involved with his weekend, you know. So uh, The ones that he does down in Clarence? In Clarence, yeah, okay. that's it, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, that's that's a bit of our involvement in the musical and the music industry, you know, getting out there, um, trying to see as many shows as we can, uh, mm. to service guys' instruments on site. Uh, to work with the artists, you know, on the terrain as well. Yeah. That's well, let's it. just talk about that jam draw session you did with Dan. Yes. There was him playing, which was great. But then when you had a chat to him, he was also talking about his frets that wear down quite quickly. Quite quickly, yes. And yes. now he's changed over. Just tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so obviously, you know, being such an involved uh, guitarist, you know, Dan's on the road all the time. He plays quite hard. He plays with quite a high action and he plays with heavy strings, you know. So he's chowing down these frets, um, you know, because they are they are uh, gonna, you know, kind of lose their height from yeah. playing. Uh, they're gonna wear out. And uh, we decided to to move to stainless steel, which is a much harder version of fret compared to uh, nickel. Yeah. And um, we haven't seen him with his guitar for any fret work in the last year and a half. Yeah. Where he was going through a refret every six months. I yeah. mean, six months to a year, he was changing the frets on his instrument. And, and his strat has a Brazilian rosewood fretboard, which is extremely precious. It's, uh, it's now banned from trading. Um, okay. so, so you're not allowed to buy any Indian rosewood unless it's been certified 
before the band period. So yeah. an instrument like that, you know, the more you, you play with it, the more you change the frets, the, the less wood you're going to have left. Yeah. And uh, so it was a good solution for him to, yeah. to keep those frets for as long as possible. So, I mean, that's a good example of the sort of relationship that you have with these guys. They don't just come in and say, you know, change the frets or, you know what I mean? Yes. You might go to someone else, get it done, then he comes to you, gets it done, goes to someone. There's no continuity. And I mean, you can then give him advice on how. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, the biggest honor with, with Dan is that, you know, Dan is a, an international guitarist. Mm. And, um, you know, he could have easily gone to Sam Ash. Or he could have easily gone to the Fender factory to get this type of work done. Mm. And he chose us, which yeah. is for me great. a great honor. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, got any other artists up and coming for your jam jar? When's your next jam yes. jar hitting the... So, we've got one coming out uh, this Wednesday. And, yes. uh, well, I'm not going to mention who it is. That's fine. But uh, we do <laughs> have, uh, we do have uh, amazing artists on the line. Like, we've got Victor Masondo. Uh, there's the well, yeah. There's a bit of a name drop there. Yeah. And um, yeah, we look forward to the the next series of jam jars, which are going to start getting filmed this month. Okay. Great. Uh, because it's all going to be in our new facility, so it's all yeah. going to change a little bit in terms of look. And uh, yeah, that's cool, man. That jam jar is something that we really believe in. Yeah. And it's part of you know the social media presence that we have. We also do uh, mind blown Mondays from time to time, which is a minute procedure. Uh, that you see happening in, in like you see like the beginning to the end of a procedure in a minute Okay, and there's the beautiful guitar posts that you will see every Tuesday on our Facebook page We've got Instagram. We've got electronic posts. We've got quite a few things uh, That we do online. Yeah, to, to well, keep to keep yeah. the fun. Yeah, yeah. To keep the fun. I, think, I think a lot of uh, unless people are, are artists and hooked in Yeah, a lot of people don't realize what goes on in the background with yes. setting up an artist's um, instruments. instruments and all that. Because I, I, think, I think this world is, now you're talking about social media presence and all that, is that people now almost expect or want to see the behind the scenes kind of stuff. So Absolutely. I think it's great. I mean, I was so, it was so awesome to see the jam jar. Yes. Obviously, I'm a big Dan fan, so um, it was good to see Dan there as well. But, you know, I'm excited to see the next ones that are coming up because it's also a way for people to get exposed to artists that they might not even know about. Correct. Yeah, you know, they might correct. know about JD Custom, they're following them on whatever social media channel they're doing, yes. but then they're going to get exposed to artists that they might not have heard of. Yes, that's yeah. true. That's true. And I mean, it's, it's also, it's, it's fun to do this jam jar, you know, and we've learned how to, I mean, basically we got thrown in the deep end here and okay. we bought three GoPros and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, got Premiere Pro. Um, yeah, uh, editing something. The, the subscription yeah. for it, you know. And uh, and then that's it. We started, yeah. yeah so like great. a lot of YouTube tutorials and uh, and so you you'll see the progression of this jam jar um, get better and better with time. The sound yeah. quality is getting better and and uh, yeah, the the artists that's that's that are now approaching us to do this type of thing. It's it's amazing. It's really. It's, it's good to be part of the South African music industry yeah, that's and, great. Yeah. and to understand it and to, to, to thrive in it with everyone that's, that's involved. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. it, man. Yeah. So you're speaking about Andy McGinnis. Tell us a little bit more about Andy. I mean, unfortunately, he 
passed away recently. Um, yes. So you were pretty close with him. Just tell us a little bit more about Andy as a yes. Like a so sure. Well, you know, I, I met I met Andy at a time like I say where I changed careers and I decided to get into this line of work, and. Um, you know, I was a bit of a, a squeaky wheelbarrow at the beginning, you know, just uh, saying, Andy, you know, I'd like to come work for you. Uh, you yeah. know, when, when, do, when, when do I start? You know, when do I start? And then I approached him a few times and then he took me under his wing. And, uh, you know, Andy was, was, first of all, a man with integrity and a man with an idea of, of uh, you know, of, of good work and perfection that not many people have, you know. Mm. So everything he did was meticulous. His shop... Uh, you know, I had the honor of working in, in his shop, which was a world-class shop, you know. Um, Andy McGibbon's Guitar World was, was such a beautiful working environment to work in. And also, you know, the artists that, walk in, that walked into his shop were all incredible people. And that's, for me, where it all started, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was an honor to work under, under Andy and to learn, you know, the core. Of, of what this this is about because luthery is something that that will take a lifetime to understand mm. and even now you know I mean Andy passed away not even a week ago and I, I was so happy to be able to speak with him um, that Wednesday before he mm. left us and he even he would say we we never cease to learn we never cease to to understand further what yeah. we're doing you know and um, he, he was not just a, a great businessman or a, a, a great, um, you know, musician, but he was a great builder. He was a great repair, repairman. And, mm. and uh, his background, he, he was one of the, the top guys at Adcock Ingram. And his idea of marketing was, was absolutely brilliant. And okay. there's a lot of concepts and ideas that I've taken into my business. Uh, you know, like the consistency of the setting. You know, if you come into our workshop, you'll see it's all red and white. Mm. It's all a consistent uh, brand image. Yeah. So yeah, man, I'm I'm very sad that that Andy has left has left us. You know, I had so much respect. Well, I have so much respect for for him as a person and for what he s stands for. You know. Mm. So yeah, that's that's sure, basically. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's basically Andy. You know, like um, uh, when I when I met him, I was I was still you know like a, a kid with so many ideas in front of me, and he's he managed to narrow down my understanding into the core elements of what a guitar is and what makes a good guitar and what is the good product with the guitar and how to handle them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, clearly his legacy is going to live on through you yes, in your business. Thank you. So that's great. Thank um, you. So well, at it's, least it's an honor to have you know worked with him and yeah. and to you know to 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 yeah to to continue the work that he's that he's done. You know. Yeah. That's great. So yeah, and, and it never ceases to end. You know. So. <laughs> So an, an, another another great uh, thing that that I had the privilege to do was to go to Taylor Guitars in California. Oh wow! That's great. it, yeah. So Taylor Guitars is also like one of my heroes. Is Bob Taylor? Okay. Uh, for his for his business idea and for the way that he works as well. So going to California and shadowing with uh, Andy Powers and Rob McGargle, which is 
uh, and you know Bob Taylor's right hands was was really something incredible. It like really opened my mind to this international approach mm. of of doing business and 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 handling instruments like Taylor guitars. You know? Yeah, that's great. And so, yeah. how did that come about? Is well. Taylor Guitars approached me after doing repairs for them for a little while. So I was doing a lot of their repairs. They, they saw on, on social media uh, what I was doing. And they invited me to their factory. Wow. That's it, yeah. So well, I mean, that's an honor. It was, it was incredible, man. Yeah, it was incredible. Great. I'd never been to America uh, before. So for yeah. me, it was, it was a game changer. Yeah. And um, that's, that's where I, I got my gold accreditation as, as a Taylor um, Luthia in South Africa as a tailor approved repairman. Congrats on that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'd like uh, to go see them this year again and, okay. and uh, uh, take um, Edwin, my, my workshop manager, with me okay. and uh, to further you know, the skills of my team as well. Mm. So, so, yeah. So, talking about your team, how many guys have you got working with you? We're a team of seven and okay. um, we have uh, two two electronic engineers with an apprentice and we've got two luthiers with an apprentice and myself okay and um yeah it's it's uh in in the luthery side of of jd custom it's all been uh young guys that have come to me with no knowledge mm. and that i've trained up that, okay, I've, that I've given uh you know the training to to become um as good as i am so yeah, edwin edwin is my right hand and edwin is my workshop manager here and he's also absolutely brilliant, meticulous, and so so passionate about guitars. Mm. And then in the electronic side, Christo um, Fonseil was already qualified as an electronic engineer, and he decided to to join us so that we can build up an electronic division. And that's been that's been amazing. We've done yeah. we've done such incredible work in terms of valves, in terms of. PA systems. So his right hand is Joshua, who's who's completed his apprenticeship in electronics, okay. and uh, they've got an apprentice, uh, McDonald, who's joined the team now almost a year ago, and who's becoming so good at what he does. And in the Luthery side, uh, we've got um, um, Ed, Well, Edwin has finished his obviously his apprenticeship. Uh, we've got Liam, who's who's now completing his apprenticeship in Luthery. And we've got Nolan. Nolan's our marketing um, manager, and I mean he's he's brilliant. He's he's the part of all the marketing side of the business, and all the Facebook, the Jam Jar, uh, the logistics of our events, such as the Let's Talk events, mm. which actually I should tell you about. So, yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, so Let's Talk is uh, an affiliated event with us and Marshall Music, and. Um, we, we, we had the idea to expose the beautiful stock that Marshall has and to give on our side the technical elements about what, what we're talking about. So we had um, a Let's Talk for Taylor Guitars and basically um, they, they brought all their best stock to show. Uh, we had a, an artist to play the instruments and then we came in with a technical perspective. And uh, yeah, it's to talk about the brand, to talk about what they do, their products, uh, their involvement in, in the music industry, um, you know, their vision for the future and their sustainability. So we did one for Taylor, we did one for Yamaha, well, Yamaha in general, uh, but specified towards their bass guitars. 
and uh, we'd like to do many more something that we probably do every three four months and uh, you know we'd like to to showcase big brands like Gibson like Fender like Warwick and yeah. just talk about these brands you know mm. and 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 uh, yeah so yeah so let's talk about what your plans are for the future you're talking about maybe you would want to bring out your own line of custom guitars mm. so we look forward to seeing that yes <laughs> any other plans i mean you've got this uh, this beautiful workshop here yes i mean any idea any thoughts about expanding that other locations like Cape yeah Town? that's that's a big one that's you mentioned Cape Town. that's a big one that we'd like to do yeah. uh, we'd like to get the logistics of it first yeah. correct you know yeah because um, it's a huge project, you know, to, to build a workshop, to train the right people. Um, mm. So we've done, we've done a test now with uh, opening in the Westrand branch. And okay. We've had the Westrand now for two years and it's great, you know. It's, so is that a workshop that you've got there? On yes, the Westrand, yeah, in that's, Ritter, that's our second division, yeah, okay. our second branch. <clears throat> so um, in the future, we'd like to definitely open up new workshops. And with that comes the training program. So we'd like to get involved in a training program for the youth. Mm. So maybe like a Luthery school, that type of idea. So that, that's something that's, that we are thinking about. And, um, you know, getting more involved in events. That's also a, a biggie. And, um, yeah, to, to make JD Custom a brand that, uh, that has many you know, workshops around South Africa. Mm. So that's, yeah, and, and uh, eventually get into the production, but yeah. on, a, on, a, on a larger scale to, to the, you know, or to the Luther that's, that builds one, one piece, piece at a time. Yeah. So yeah. that would be then a, a, custom, a custom line mm. of, you know, nothing more than maybe 50 instruments that yeah. never get built again. Okay. So we've done custom work in 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 the past. We always try to do one guitar a year to, to have as yeah. a showpiece. Uh, so there's been the Chevron, there's been the Genesis, mm -hmm. there's been uh, the Orion. Okay. Um, there's been so so yeah. So there's the Alchemist. Um, so each guitar that we've built has its own personality, its mm. own features, and its own concept. Yeah. And we'd like to do that uh, by replicating them. Okay. On a slightly larger scale to keep yeah, them sure. boutique, one of fifty or one of twenty. Okay. But that's something that uh, you know what what really you know um, is the bread and butter at JD Custom is the repair side of things. Sure. Yeah. No, so great. you know to survive in in the guitar industry as a, as a luthier demands a lot. You know when you're competing with people like Fender, Gibson, and Taylor, mm. and when you're paying the price for a Gibson, uh, a Taylor. You know, it's good to stick with the brands that that you believe in. You know? Yeah, sure. So that's sure, it. Yeah. So yeah. So talking about the Chevron guitar, I mean, did Nick play the Chevron guitar? Uh, yes, he did. He, he did. Uh, Chromium played that guitar. We yeah. had uh, Tejo Fatso, uh, Tejo AMG play that guitar yeah. as well. Um, so the, quite a few uh, famous South African artists have had that guitar through their hands. Yeah, it is. It is the heirloom of, of JD Custom. It is on our business cards. It's on our, all okay. our marketing material. So it's always like the you know our, our, our company colors are red and white, and then and yeah. then you've got the chevron black and yellow, yeah. which gets attached to our brand image as well. So that okay. chevron that's is good. yeah, that's the key yeah. piece, the one that we've that we've kept. You know. Yes. That's it. There was another one that you that you were making. Oh, Quite a long time ago, but 
was it? It was almost looked like a spider web kind of thing. It was red and white. And oh, gray. that's the Genesis. So is it's, that the Genesis? Yeah, it's, it's an Incan sun. Oh, yeah, the Incan sun. That's it. It's an yeah. Incan sun, and there's the Incan yeah, sun god with the the earth on his tongue. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's also a crazy guitar. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Man. <laughs> it's an SG shape. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think I've got a photo of that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Go check it out. Okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. we'd like to do more of those, you know, because yeah, yeah. it's, it's nice to show off the skills a bit, you know, mm. and, and build instruments that are that are completely different and unique. Yeah, because I mean, look, I mean, a guitar can also be a piece of artwork, you know, that you can put on the, up on the wall. I yes. mean, uh, you know, um, James Hetfield, he plays, you know, he plays with you know, a whole lot of guitars, but there's one that he plays with the, with the Explorer, but it's got a very unique headstock. I can't mm. remember the guy that makes it for him. Um, mm, I forget. Yeah. I think he made one for Kirk Hammett as well. Um, yeah, so like a, a mummy. <laughs> there's one with a mummy that's been uh, okay. That's that's been airbrushed and everything. Yeah. So this one. Um, so I see uh, James Hetfield's got a new one now. Okay. Did he have the like that um, dark brown one? And now he's got a new one, which is actually made out of the wood from the studio. Their recording studio from their garage days. Okay. So they went back and they got the wooden panels off the wall and that's whatever. Amazing. And the guy made. A I guitar. didn't know that story. That's, yeah, that's I'll amazing. send you. I'll send yeah. you the link. That's it's, amazing. Oh man, it's like when you. It's nice to hear those stories. You know, like when you when you because um, I mean, like obviously, it gets quite. You know, this is the guitar made from the wood from their garage days. So you know, like I mean, these guys it's can highly text sentimental. You. That's yeah, precious. Exactly, yeah, exactly, that's yeah, precious. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it looks great, and you know, all yes. that, but it's got a backstory to it, which is also nice. So. Yes, which is which is I think sen- sentimentality is a huge element of what we do as well. Yeah, you know, like someone's yeah. guitar that belonged to their grandfather uh, is is what then justifies putting love towards it. Yeah, no matter exactly. what its value is. Yeah, exactly. That's correct. Yeah. And I mean, like I see, um, you'll have these these uh, artists that like to have these guitars in pristine condition and everything and then you look at Dan who's got this fender that's like all the paints you can see the words it's been relic yeah absolutely it's <laughs> yeah. got its battle scars yeah, yeah it's got its battle scars <laughs> which yeah. I think is is so beautiful yeah, like, exactly. on a stretch you know absolutely, yeah. less pulls are, are less known to be relics that far yeah, yeah, yeah. where strats uh, have gained a lot of respect once they've been relicked, yeah. <laughs> actually yeah. they will charge you more to to, to buy one that's already <laughs> relicked. <Yeah. laughs> I see. Um, I see. There was a there was a um, an ESP that James Hetfield was playing with yes. that had been relicked. So they actually brought out a James Hetfield yeah. signature range with it relicked yeah. like it's it. grey in colour yeah, with gray, the, with yeah. the red primer coats yeah, coming through. Like yeah, yeah. Man, that thing's beautiful, <laughs> there. You know, it, it's 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 so funny. You get instruments that are dirty and old that yeah. look absolutely beautiful, and then yeah. some instruments that you just can't do that to. Yeah. So, like a Paul Reed Smith needs to yes. be immaculate and beautiful looking throughout its time. You know. Yeah. Um, I could say the same about a Les Paul. You know, it's not nice to see one that's got dings yeah, and exactly, bashes. Yeah. So yeah, where's where's like an old Strat or that ESP that you were speaking about? Yeah, yeah. they look they look killer like that, you know. They, they, yeah. They're like, yeah, they they like war machines, you know. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Anyway, JD, thanks so much for nice. the chat. It yeah, Andrew, it's really cool to speak great. with you, man. Yeah, thank you so much. I know you, thanks for taking the time to come see us. 
know you guys yeah. are very busy. Yeah, it's yeah. It's nice to see the workshop all uh, set up and like you say, I mean, it's saying the like the red and the white and the consistency, it makes a difference. Eh? Yeah, that's it. And I mean, you know, the, the most beautiful part of this workshop is that we built it ourselves. Mm. So, so it's something that, you know, I planned this on computer, I learned how to quickly, you know, draw, draw up it. a plan for it. <laughs> and, and then, and then uh, yeah, we ordered all the materials and the team sat, we sat all together and through December, sometimes even till 12 o'clock at night yeah we, we built the workshop that's it yeah so so it's like it's it's our baby you know like each team member respects this, the workshop in the same way that, that i do you know and yeah. the fact that the team has gone through this transition as well is it's so precious to us you know to to see that you know we ran out of capacity last year we we had no space to even think mm. and and now we've we've built it to our liking to our ideas and yeah it's something, yeah, if, if, uh, if uh, you live in Joburg and you are in Woodmead, come see us. Come see our workshop. Come see what it's about. And uh, to yeah, experience passion done professionally. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of the conversation. Well, not really. We chatted for another hour or so, had another cup of coffee and uh, caught up, chatted about old friends that we haven't spoken to or heard from for a while. Anyway, but um, I really had a great conversation. It was really great to go to uh, JD's uh, workshop at JD Custom Martial Music in Woodmead. Go check it out. Once you've been there, you'll realize that the slogan, passion done professionally, is not just a slogan. Uh, it is what they live and eat. Uh, so I recommend you go and pop in there and say hi, especially if you've got an old guitar that's been given to you by your grandfather that you want to look after carefully anyway thanks for joining me i'll catch you guys next time